What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Crazy Face Uno Podcast. I'm your host, Shane McNeely. Just a reminder, Crazy Face Uno is inspiring others to do good, make a difference in our local and global community. I am super excited to talk to you and to introduce you to a family member of mine. Uh, she's a very special lady. Her name is Kathleen Plotho. Welcome, Kathleen. Well, hey, Shane. It's good to be talking with you. <laughs> yeah, so she <laughs> is on the phone. Um, obviously, since I moved to Florida, we have had to go to more phone uh, podcast style. So, um, yeah, she's joining me from Peru, Indiana. Big metropolitan city of, no, it's, it's small. It's micropolitan. It's like, it's kind of a new um, phrase for for such cities as this. It's 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 a micropolitan city, which is ten thousand to fifty thousand people, and even the the Census Bureau is using it now. It's, anyway, so it's, it's I love the city. It's yeah, it, uh, right on the Wabash and everything. Well, and and please um, jump in here. I'm gonna just kind of say a little bit about you are running for city council currently city council at large at large yeah. right yeah made it through the primaries and all municipal elections throughout the united states are going to be held november 5th 2019 get registered to vote everybody yeah Shane, definitely Shane, you, you get registered to vote yeah we'll do i mean i've yeah. got a dan and i were just talking about that yesterday we've got to get our new licenses and you know, get all of our cars and vehicles flip, switched over, and so that'll get us registered down here. So, fantastic, definitely, um, Kathleen. You are you grew up with our crazy family, and uh, man, I we talked about it a little bit before we got going, and we're really gonna focus in on our family and just kind of talking about different people within our family and um you i'm always seeing little pictures and snidbits from uh like your childhood or growing up um and i love seeing those pictures like on facebook and whatnot i think it's it's cool because it gives me a little picture into i don't know just my grandparents you know um my mom um and just that side of the family which I know a little bit about, but I, I'm not super knowledgeable about a lot of, you know, uh, the Paul side or my mom's side of the family. So I'm actually really excited about <laughs> kind of diving into um, our family. Where would you, where were you born? I was born here in Peru. In Peru. 1962, yes. Okay. And yep. your mother is? Lenora Dean Dameron Plotho. Your, okay. So your grandmother's sister. The oldest sister. The oldest, the oldest child. The oldest child, yes. Yes. So, Della, Paul, she was on the podcast recently. Um, if you haven't listened to that podcast, go on back, take a listen, um, and this will make a little bit more sense uh, because that is grandma. My grandma, Della, is the second uh, in line, um, and so how, I always get confused, Kathleen. How does? Um, like, are we, we're second cousins? Is that? 
I don't. I never you, know how to your, your talk mom, about my your family. Mom and I are first. <laughs> okay. Your mom and I are first. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna be wrong on this, and people are gonna. Well. Call me anyway. I think we're first cousins once removed. Because I'm okay. still a first cousin. That uh, sounds right. I never know. I honestly, yeah. I I can't ever figure it out, and you just call us cousin. So. Yeah, I just call you cousin. Yeah. I call Dana my cousin. Yeah. Cousin, cousin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're related that way. Um, on the Dameron side, you know, there's not a lot of cousins. Um, what, there's many that, you know, some that we're not in touch with and whatnot. But yeah, on, my, on the Plothal side, I have oodles. Too many. Yeah, lots of cousins. Yeah. yeah. So um, you were born in Peru. Um, I know you just told me that you had moved when you were eight to correct. Utah. Yes. My father was, uh, was, wanted to get his, his doctorate. Um, he grew up as a, a Mormon, um, and he wanted to get his, and raise his family as Mormons. Um, and we, he wanted to get his doctorate at, uh, Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. Okay. So, so that's how we ended up out West and stayed there for, I just moved back here four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. So you, right. I mean, all your life until four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, From eight to, yeah, I'm 57 now, so 53-ish, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. What are yeah. some of your favorite memories growing up in the first, you know, eight years or whatnot? Do you have uh, any memories from so this time? Well, let me tell you this. Okay, so we have we have an exciting family history, but in, in my opinion, family could be everything um i mean in an i i did a family yeah um and for another time the dominant religion you know kind of ruined that yeah and and i'll just i'll just uh i'll plug it here so we're gonna okay. do a full in-depth conversation with kathleen about um her experience in the mormon faith and religion and in the mormon church um, so Kathleen, don't feel like you have to like skirt around that at all. Talk about, um, okay. the, the podcast is really just a conversation. And so as the conversation unfolds, if that's the direction we go, that's the direction we go. Um, but we are planning to do a full podcast just dedicated to that. And I'm sure that we can spend oodles amounts of time, regardless of whether we talk about it today or not, um, about I'm that. So. Dogma. <laughs> yes, very much so. I would, I would love to get into that conversation with you of all people that I would like to have that conversation with, uh, have that conversation with. Okay. Well, okay. So part of the, part of the religion, um, is they do a lot of family history, a lot of genealogy. So the reason that the, our family, your mom, my mom and our, our, my grandparents, your great-grandparents, yeah. ended, ended up in Indiana. Well, so um, great-grandma, your great-great-grandma, Gutman, okay. and her family, in 1884, they were in the southern part of Germany. They somehow got up to the port of Hamburg, Okay. got on a ship. There were seven kids, got on a ship called the Westphalia, came into Ellis Island, ended up in Kansas, and then settled in Louisville, Kentucky. Gosh, that's so fascinating. See, this is yeah. I had no I had no idea about like yeah. I know that we have very strong German roots, but 
Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yes, in fact, uh, I am, you would be, okay, Martin Luther, probably, you know who he is? Yep. Um, is my, in your mom's 14th, wait a minute, is that the, anyway, I don't know about yours, but Martin Luther is my 14th great-grandpa. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, (laughs) that's on the Plotho side. Yeah, but But still, I mean, it's in... The Gutman side, the Gutman side, this is how it's connected. The Gutman side... I didn't even know that the Gutmans existed. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's your great-great-grandmother. Wow, okay. Fascinating. She was, her name was Louise Catherine or Catherine Louise. Louise. And I think, no, yeah, Catherine Louise. There was a Louise Catherine was the baby. That's so cool. So I guess after seven kids, they ran out of names. Anyway, um, and she's, <laughs> I know, that's some stupid. Okay, so anyway, the Gutmans, many years, you know, generations back, yeah. attended the same church where the, the Martin Luther pinned the, uh, wrote on the side of the, the church or okay. the door or something. Yeah. Okay, so my... 14th great-grandfather father was Martin Luther, and the other side of the family attended church there. Gotcha. So, so yeah. Wow. Anyways, yeah, I know, crazy. Yeah. Have you ever done the, like, 23andMe or the Ancestry.com? Ancestry.com, yeah, because, well, my brother did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want to yeah. do one of those. I just haven't done it. I mean, I just find it, I think it'd be really interesting. I know they each are kind of a little different, aren't they? Like... Yeah, yeah, every, yeah. Um, uh, com is located in Provo, Utah, so I'm a little Oh, okay, that. yeah. But it's also... Which kind of makes sense with the Mormon, Mormon, church. Mormon church being there. Yeah, right. interesting. Right, yeah. so, and BYU, Brigham University in Provo is the largest genealogical library in the world, so... Wow. I had a lot of opportunities to do some great research there. Yeah. So... Yeah. So anyway, Kansas, and then they moved to where? Kentucky. Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Now there's there's a whole bunch of Gutmans in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. For some reason, your great great grandmother settled in the hills. She became a nurse, settled in the hills. Um, her husband was a worker before they were married. Was a worker in a coal mine in Virginia. Okay. He was having eye problems, and the doctor put the wrong medication in his eyes. and oh, caused no. him to become blind. Whoa. So, uh, but, thank goodness, because then that caused him to move back home to the same area where our, our great-great was. Yeah. And they married. Ah. And proceeded to have um, great-grandma, your great-grandma, my grandma, and Aunt Bobby, who is... Aunt Grandma's Bobby. sister. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. So they, and then, yeah, it just goes from there. But she and Grandma and Grandpa uh, were looking for work. Dameron. Yep. And, oh, Grandma was living in the hills. Grandpa uh-huh. came, he was working for the highway company. Okay. Uh, and was building a road there. And he and Grandmother found each other. And, and here we are. So, and they were looking for further work 
and he and his brother, Grandpa Dammer's brother, first went to Pennsylvania, took the family, and then ended up in thriving Gilead, Indiana. Good old so, Gilead. Yeah, but that, and so that's where, I mean, like your mom was my very first friend because. Sure. You know, because we, I spent so much time at Grandma Dameron and Grandpa Dameron's house. Yeah. We, you know, we'd sit on the back porch and it'd be me and Diane and your mom and, and my mother and even Kathy sometimes and we'd sit back there with Grandma yeah. and they had an exquisite garden and we just snap peas or string beans. Sure. That, I can, I can even smell the back, you know, sitting there and feel the humidity and yeah. So you know, just you know, and that's those are some of the best times of my life. And you know, walking, walking from grandma's house to your your grandmother's house. And, right. Yeah. Just up the road there. Um, yeah. If you've listened to, if anybody out there's listened to the Delapal um, podcast, we and my mom and my mom's podcast, uh, Diane. Engel, um, who Kathleen just referenced as well, they I believe they both talked about it. Uh, there's this little hill um, from my grandma's house up to her mom or her parents' house, um, and it'd be up the hill. Just go up the hill, you know, um, and they're in Little Gilead. Uh, put it in perspective, the the town is, I know grandma said at one time there might have been 50 or so people, but I, I feel like I had heard at one, and that may have grown since then. I know the Amish families are larger, and so I'm sure that's added to the population. Um, but I remember when I was, I believe, you know, either senior in high school or freshman in college area, you know, 18, 19, um, I, I remember a number like 35 or 33 uh, people. Um, so, I mean, we're splitting here, hairs here, but... <laughs> it's uh it just to put it in perspective it's very small town yeah and yeah. it's crazy so um peru you did you say how big is peru right you, now, i think you said just over well it's about 11,300 something 11,300 yeah. which this part of indiana is interesting to me because it's just a lot of little small towns i mean indiana in general is kind of that way Correct. Um, well, well, northern especially. Yeah. Well, you know, once you get outside the Indianapolis metropolitan area. Yeah. It's yeah, it's very much so. That yeah. Way. Yeah. 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 It's very. Even people people picture Notre Dame, the Notre Dame area, South Bend. Mm-hmm. It's huge, but it's really not. No, the, it's not. The more you go north, you know, you just bleed into Chicago. Yep, it's true. So, yeah, it's like a runoff from Chicago, but. So, back to family. Um, yeah, I, I have some of those same memories. I mean, grandma's house, whether it was her, I mean, my grandma. Um, what is my grandma to you? Everything. <laughs> is it aunt? Aunt Della for you? Yeah. Uh, Something like that? Yeah, she, uh, I'm going to cry here. It's okay. She, um, my mother... Um, in her teenage years, she was, she contracted uh, tuberculosis, mm-hmm. and uh, she was really embarrassed about it because people at the time 
you know, that came from homes that were dirty. And and, and my grandmother, your great-grandmother, if you recall that, she didn't, wouldn't have, her home was exceptionally clean. Yeah. And um, great-grandma and great-grandpa lived with them for a while. Well, when my mom was little, tiny in okay. Kentucky, um, they think that she may have cut... She suspected that she may have got it from great grandpa. Gotcha. So yeah, cause yeah, cause he had some real breathing issues and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it was basically never talked about. But uh, so my mom um, was in the Irene Byring Institute. That was it's a tuberculosis center, and if you look up Irene Byring, Irene Byring, yeah, um, it's a, it's a great story. That anyway, so mom had to go to that place or junior maybe even her senior year it was about 18 15 months i think and uh your mom and anyway so they tried back then they did everything they could to cure tuberculosis and ended up cutting out part half of her left lung wow and wherever the knife touched you know they weren't as careful as they should have her lungs began to harden Uh. so um and her last few years were very difficult and um she had pulmonary fibrosis okay which is a horrible disease and uh, painful yes very painful um well not as much painful as just scary okay because she couldn't catch her breath and sure and that kind of thing but um and so thanksgiving day of 19 2007 she had been to the doctor a time or two and um, the, the day previous and then that morning and she, uh, I was fixing Thanksgiving dinner for her and dad and she, uh, she fell and hit her head on the bathtub and yeah. uh, we think maybe she had a heart attack or something. Sure. So, but she died within 15, 20 minutes and mm. um, I was right there with her, which is an honor because I was kind of trying to have to be strong for my dad who was yeah. falling apart but to be there when your mom passes it's like, like not yeah. something else so, yeah I, I was there when my grandma on my dad's side uh, Edith uh, McNeely passed away and you know I describe it as an honor as well it's one of the hardest things I've experienced um, it's really hard to watch someone you love take their last breath um, yeah. but it's an honor. It really is. I think that mm. to be there, you know, to the end, I think there's something special about that and I wouldn't change things for the world, but I would be lying if I didn't say it, it still is hard, you know? Um, right. so I, I'm right there. I, I can understand. I can't imagine what that experience was like to, to, you know, I at least kind of knew things were going that direction. Um, but yeah. to, to be surprised and caught off guard, I guess, would be really hard. Yeah. But Shane, you know, the thing is, is my mom, it was kind of, my dad considers it a bless, I mean, that the angels spared her because she was such yeah. a kind, beautiful woman, did a lot for others. And, uh, and, um, 
and she would have died suffocating in a bed. Yeah. Because she was she right. was slowly getting that way. And yeah. So it was, you know, so so your grandmother, she um, since I moved back here the last four years, she's she's my the next closest thing to mom I can have. You yeah. Know, She's so fun, and she we giggle and laugh, and we on the phone. I don't get to see her as much. Yeah. Because I, I can't drive. This yeah. is another part, you know. I've, but I haven't had epilepsy. I haven't had a seizure for almost five, four and a half. I've had it four and a half months, and so I can maybe get my license in well, January, congrats. February. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope Thanks. that that continues. Do you mind just touching on where those? kind of some of those seizures come from or what that stems from? Okay, yeah, sure. 19, anyway, when I was 24 years old, Yeah. I lost hearing in my left ear. Okay. And I'd had, you know, long story short, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Astro, so, well, um, when they did the brain surgery January 89, it was diagnosed as an astrocytoma, which is a rare uh, at the time, it was very rare. Yeah. And uh, back in '89, they they could not take it all out. So it's the astrocytoma has has a body and fingers that go mm. into the brain. They've figured out ways to do it better, but it's still pretty rare. Yeah. And uh, so I went through radiation treatment, and uh, the third third or fourth week into radiation, my brain started to swell. And then I started not being, I'd fall asleep and then wake up 45, 30 minutes to 45 minutes later and couldn't go back to sleep. I try everything. Yeah. I mean, NyQuil and um, I'd even start drinking at night to try and try and put my brain to sleep. Yeah. And whatnot. I finally told my, two weeks later, I finally told my uh, oncologist and he, uh, looked at my eyes and said my brain was swelling and and that it was epilepsy and wow and the whole thing started so uh, yeah i'm sure at that point in time you were desperate to sleep under it didn't matter how you got there right. just to sleep exactly yeah. exactly so wow so i've been on i've been there's times that i've been on you know five different medications at once yeah 30 to 50 pills but the best thing i'm just going to say that's the best thing out there in my opinion is cannabis oil, yeah, CBD. Yeah. Although that that helps, but I think cannabis oil is, yeah, you know, the best thing. That's awesome. I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of. You see more and more states legalizing um, cannabis and medically and recreationally, but I think that the more and more we see um, the legalization of you know cannabis in the United States, I think the more research the more um that we're going to find out you know some of the truths and some of what what that is going to be beneficial for and help us and help people um i mean it's it's no real surprise or it shouldn't be any real shock to anybody at this point in time um so if you're listening and you're surprised do do a little research uh google google something or just listen to anybody that um is is out there because there's a lot of uh information out there about it's just some of the health benefits um you know i mean there's obviously people doing it recreation recreationally as well and um whether you agree with that or not it's it's beyond the point but i think that 
the more we can learn about just just in general, just things that are going to help people. I don't see why we shouldn't be able to do that. And I think legalizing and, and some of the, the legalization that we've seen is really going to benefit a lot of people. So that's really cool. I agree. And, you know, I, I you know, people will judge me and yeah. that's why I kind of keep it kind of quiet. I don't, yeah. I don't do, I don't take that anymore. Yeah. But, um, it's, there's just but, stigmas around it. There's, yeah. there's a lot of baggage that goes along with uh, the words like, marijuana and cannabis and weed and whatever you want to call it there's just a lot of stigmas and a lot of baggage that comes along with it and you know i think as time goes on like anything uh time time has a way of kind of washing things clean um so we'll see absolutely you know until somebody has shaken through the night or you know been you know moorings or through the day just felt like your body's falling apart from the inside out yeah medicate you know taking 50 pills a day ruining you know my part of my teeth are ruined because of dilantin and yeah i mean just until you've been there right don't yep don't, you know, yeah just don't take a step back and yeah, yeah yeah just yeah you can judge me but shame on you <laughs> that's right people can but i agree with you shame on shame on them so yeah well i mean thanks for sharing that little part of you know your your life i know that that's a big part of your life um that's whether you wanted it to be or not it's uh something that probably you think about every single day so i do i still do you know because i take i just take one pill a night now and uh, that's so good and it's caused some brain damage a little bit sure uh but I'm learning, you know, I've learned to move past that and to keep training my brain to to grow and, and take over better space. So, yeah. But, yeah, you're welcome. I, you know, if I can help somebody, you know, it's, it's, I know it sounds stupid, but it really has, without cancer, without what's going through, when I, you know, went through with Mormons and family and stuff, I wouldn't be right here, right now, doing as well as I am. Yeah, no. that's really cool so, to hear. I've never felt more free or, or I'm happy. So that's awesome. I'm really happy. I know it's been a it's been a rough couple of years, especially for you, um, and so it's really good to hear you doing so well and um, living your best life in some ways. So that's awesome. Well, and now I, you know, like today I made cookies. Yeah. You know, and for friends who have been just helping me, you know. I put some cookie dough away, thinking that if somebody comes to visit, I can just whip it out some cookies. But I kept thinking of people that I needed to pay forward. Yeah. You know, to say thank you. Yeah. For, for you know, it's all about, my life is about, you know, serving. You know, if I can't, yeah. if I, you know, that's why, you know, anyway, you know, there's so much I can say about that. Go for if it. We're not. If we're not helping others, why are we here? You know, mm. if I'm, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get religious at all, but I, I feel like we're called to, to do for others, to serve and mm-hmm. to lift the burdens of others. Yeah, and I think it. Like I, I think it's sorry. also just very much a part of our family. The yes. more I, the more I continue to, you know, I, I've, on my trip down to Florida. You know, I stopped and saw my mom for a couple of days and I saw my dad for a couple of days and um, I've got to talk with a lot of people, you know, in the 
just family, I guess, or just talk to them, my, my mom and my dad. And it's been really good to mature myself um, and to just start to understand and to start to see things through a different lens in some ways. But um, talking with grandma on the podcast and just how much of a caregiver uh, she's always been, she's always taken care of people. She's always cared about people. Um, and I know that that didn't just start with her. I know that that's yeah. part of just our family from um, Aunt Kathy, who uh, is just, she's an amazing lady. You know, she's taken care of um, people in our family for a really long time, for her entire life. And I think that's beautiful uh, to your heart. I mean, you have one of the biggest hearts I know, and you're you're such a giving and and pay it forward type of uh, woman, and I I love that. I I'm inspired by my family, and I know that 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 blood is running through me, and it's very much a part of who I am. And I've always, for as long as I can remember, that's what I've wanted to do is help people, and and I see that come from our family, and it's really cool to see, and it's really important, and. Uh, I love that. So yeah. thank you for the part that you play um, in our family and the part that you continually inspire me, um, whether you know it or not, but you do. You you are a great inspiration of giving and, and loving and um, just perspective sometimes. And it's beautiful. So thank you. Oh, oh shit. You're my guy. <laughs> I mean, you're my guy. You're my, you know. <laughs> You know, we can maybe not talk for months, and sometimes, you know, we have it, and, mm-hmm. and then pick up, and it's just like, you know, with you and Dad, it's just like, you know, that's when you know it's family, that's when you know you've yeah. got a friend and your cousin, yeah, you there's know, best friend. There was a, for sure, between you, me, and Dana, we we really, we really bonded and connected really well with you um, in the last, I know it's crazy, because the my first the first time i really remember meeting you was um mom grandma's th- birthday yeah grandma no, that's what it was yeah grandma's birthday wasn't it yeah and i was home i think i was home for my 10 year class reunion um that's right in high school and mom had thrown a you know a little get together for grandma which was i was home grandma's birthday all this um and so a lot of family a lot of friends who were in town and and you were just this like happy-go-lucky, just bopping around like, "Hey, cousin!" And I'm like, "Who is this lady? Like, I have no idea who this lady." And I was kind of put off. I'm not gonna lie. And then Dana and I were talking on the way home, or whenever, however we were. I don't know if we drove or flew, but she was like, "Who is that one lady?" And I was like, "I don't know. Like, I have no idea who she is." Like, I remember asking mom and kind of got a little bit of information. And then the next time we had met, it was we actually got to have a conversation and we actually got to like talk. And from that point forward, there's always been this this bond, this connection, and I've always just felt so free to talk to you. And which if you know me, if you've ever met me, like I'm pretty free to talk to a lot of people and there's not a, if you ask me point blank, there's not a whole lot I'm going to tell you, like, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, I'm pretty much an open book, so have fun with that. Um, but (laughs) like, it's different with, 
it's different with you where I just feel very much like I don't have to be somebody I'm not or um, I've always just very much felt like I could just be myself and and talk open and freely and not feel um, I don't know if it's judgment but not feel any like I don't know I don't know what the word is but I just never felt uncomfortable I always felt very comfortable just talking to you and that's really special to me so well, remember, I don't remember, no, if you remember, when we were around, well, no, you, you will, but when we were around the table, and we started talking about the great, one of the greatest faults we have as family is that we overthink, and <laughs> we, we want to fix things mm-hmm. before we fix ourselves. You know, yeah. fix people, fix situations, Yeah. and we're a little bit full of anxiety. I've mellowed out in the last couple of years quite a bit and going into politics if you're not a little bit more mellow (laughs) yourself crazy and others yeah because because it's not about me it's about we the people you know so yeah for another day anyway but um and since i started calling you lancelot in fact when you called called today it came up lancelot (laughs) (laughs) because you know you're on your white horse your knight you know and you're out to slay dragons yeah and you know and you know that is very much the same way you know and and but you know as as cousins you know me you and your mom and aunt Della, your grandmother yeah do that as we cause ourselves an enormous amount of anxiety by wanting to resolve and fix things yeah i think it's almost where i find purpose is fixing things like i i find an enormous amount of like value in like being that person for people and i think that's really been a struggle in the last several years and maybe that's brought some of my anxiety out and um really to surface in some ways where i'm not necessarily always fixing something and i want i want to be able to help people like that's really what crazy face uno has been awesome uh an awesome outlet for me with that of i've got dreams and ambitions with that for sure and hopefully those can take root and and grow and um produce some fruit in the future but yeah i i i very much feel that i i i find some purpose and value um, and that fixing and helping and and being that knight in shining armor on that horse and <laughs> slaying, no, I'm, but you know slay, I mean I'm talking you know yeah in other servers but you know slaying dragons yeah you know if we're not up every day wanting to slay some kind of dragon whether it's for somebody else or for ourselves mm. you know um, I think I think we need to work on ourselves as we're slaying dragons for other people yeah um, but if we're not purpose-driven and acting intentionally yep then we can be blown about by the wind yeah and uh and how that do you sec- go ahead i'm sorry oh how do you how do you think we find that like you know what i mean well i i've asked you i've asked all, i've asked other people as a previous therapist, you know, this was one of the things I did was, you know, ask what, um, like what three things are your, your passion? Mm. You know, is it 
you know, outside of God or family, because everybody else, you know, can say that. Yeah, or, it's almost a cop out answer. Know, yeah, it's a cop out. <laughs> you know, so you look into you. Yeah. You know, and is it, you know, you are not what you do, because if you are what you do, when you don't, you aren't. Mm. Meaning. One more time. You know, say that one more time. Okay. You are not what you do, because if you are what you do, when you don't, you aren't. Mm. I'm not, you know, my identity is not a city council member. Yeah. My identity is not, um, uh, you know, whatever I do. Yeah. It's because if I, if that's all I am, when I'm not at the office, potentially, um, then I'm nothing. Yeah. So who am I? What do I want to be? I want to be seen as somebody, you know, where there's a soft place to land. I mm. want to be that. I want to be a person of integrity, of character. Yeah. I am bottom line. What am I? I'm part of humanity. Um, I I believe I'm a child of God. I'm, yeah. I'm somebody that wants to be a boy, you know, in the rough storm, I, you know. It's, you know, that's who I am. Yeah. I am not what I do. Yeah, which is which is hard for some people to, like, remove themselves from that in some ways. Because it very much, if you don't, here's the thing I think that goes along with this. Especially if you don't know who you are, it's easy to think that that is who you are. It's like what you do. Correct. Um, it's, and it's so then, not, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, it's then it's just this like exploration or this like, you know, people hit rock bottom. I think in some ways, some of my, you know, struggles and it has been with that of trying to figure out. I think for the last six years, seven years now, um, I think that's really been my mission is to figure out who I am, and I don't know if I exactly know I know a lot of things that I am but I don't know if I know who I am um but that I that's really got my mind thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna be thinking on that one for a while this is see this is why you're so great because you always get my brain a going so no I just I have a lot of experience life experience and you know getting a Education in clinical psychology at the University of Utah yeah. has been, you know, helped so much. But, you know, the thing is, is you're, you and Dana are right now in a perfect place. Right. To fight, you know, because your life is a conglomerate of changes. You know? Right. And but all the extra, like, baggage and the, the noise that can go along with your day-to-day when you're comfortable and when you're in this... Yeah, I don't know, place of comfort, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. You get in these routines and you get in these, uh, just the repetitiveness of life sometimes. Right. And so then it doesn't force you to think about those things and you just go along with what is the norm. And I agree with you because this forces us both to, in a lot of ways, figure out who we are, you know, and what that means, whether it's, um, for me, it's figuring out what the next direction of my life is, you know, of 
money to a job to you know what what i'm going to contribute to society and how i'm going to do that um and then even just personally on on between her and i one of the biggest things and i knew this was going to be a struggle of mine i didn't realize it was going to come in week just outside of week one um was the loneliness and the isolation and you know some of that i i'm starting to feel that um and it's you know, we had a little conversation before we got going, but it's the, man, sometimes I get really overwhelmed with the fact that if I leave my place right now, my apartment, the apartment now is comfort. It's, um, it, it's it, your, it's your ollie ollie oxen free. Yeah. It's, it's safety. Your, when you're, yeah. When you're playing hide and seek, you mm-hmm. get back to your ollie ollie oxen free. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so to, to get out, to, to leave, to go outside of this apartment forces me to to be challenged and to uh, everything's new everything you experience adventure yeah yeah everything's an adventure it's a grand adventure every day of your life right now and dana except for her you know she has the stability of a workplace yeah everything especially for you is a grand adventure Mm -hmm. like how do you get to walmart that's kind of an interesting yeah well i was just telling you yeah we go out of our our apartment (laughs) complex and left turns are like few and far between in the state of florida so far that we've experienced so we have to take a right because the the walmart is literally like next door to our left but if we're going to drive it's like a little far to walk, especially if you're going to get a bunch of groceries. So if you're going to drive, you have to go out, take a right, hit a U-turn, go down the road, take another U-turn, and then turn right into the Walmart. It's just bogus. Um, it's crazy. But it's that's the that's the process you got to go through um, if you want to go to the Walmart. So uh, it's just interesting. Yeah, and all of those things are so brand new. And going from shopping at a Walmart, I mean, in Minnesota and in, in St. Paul and Minneapolis, like there's only a couple of Walmarts in the Twin Cities. It's Target heavy. You know, you go to Target, you go to your lo- local grocery store. Here it's a different name. It's called Publix instead of Cub, and right. it's all these the new the new things. But well, you know, you take that with excitement. Mm-hmm. You know, go on a grand adventure every day. Yeah, you know, mark it off, make a list. You know, every <laughs> I'm doing right now a 35 day challenge. I put it on Facebook where I'm going. <coughs> excuse me, um, run. Uh, going somewhere new within Miami County mm. every, or doing something new, 35 things in 35 days. New mm. things in Miami County I've never done before. Yeah. Some days I have to do two or three of them. You yeah. Know, but, but, uh, How has that been? How What's your experience <laughs> been with that? It's been fun. Yeah. It's been really exciting. One day I went to nine businesses and spent money at five because – as a you know small city we don't have like a, a walmart the kmart right like, just like throughout the rest of the nation has gone belly up and so we lost that but so i'm promoting shop local you know and that's that's it's just exciting it's fun you know so you you know get out and find out what's what's available and then on the weekends find a festival find something car show anything just stupid stuff that maybe you've never done before 
Yeah, we're actually going this Saturday. I'm kind of excited about it. We talked about it on our podcast um, between Dana and I, but we we bought this. There's on Airbnb. There's these things called experiences, um, and I don't think they're they're limited to like certain geographical locations or I don't know where how they figure that out. But Florida is apparently one of the states that they have these, and so there's a lady that cooks like Caribbean dishes um, out of her home. Wow. And so she brings people in, you pay a, you know, a certain amount of amount per person and you have this yeah. like four or five different types of like food and drinks and whatnot. So we're super pumped about that. So that'll be fun. How fun. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be fun for every sure. So, yeah. Every so often I order off of Amazon or someplace else prescription prescription subscription boxes oh yeah foods i've never tried yeah yeah well did you ever get your i know you were looking for that one fruit uh Uh, finger yeah the fingerling yes 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 did you find them yeah somebody yeah somebody ordered them and and got them for me so that's the glory of the glory of social media. You yeah. Know, you say, I'm, I want to try this. Somebody says, okay, I'll get it for you. Right. You know, I've, I've got great friends. I've got wonderful friends. So, but um, when I was in Fishers, we went to a fresh mart and market, and I got five different kind of cookies that we've never had. <laughs> That's so cool. And yeah. me and my two friends uh, tried them and stuff. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, just adventuring is, is the best. It is, uh, and I think it's important. Helps. I'm sorry, go ahead. I think it's important too. Yeah, it grows you. It, yeah, it keeps you changing, and you know, I think Shane, honestly, I think having epilepsy and cancer, and and uh, still kind of unsure about my future, um, I I kind of am in a panic. I want to try and do everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I could um, see, you know, I I could see that, but. You're, you are like, you're just living. And I think that's so cool. Like, it's honestly, like, it's challenging and inspiring. Like, it really is to, I, I don't want to just stay in my apartment every day, you know? Like, I want to go out and I want to experience new things and I want to do new things. And I don't know why, I don't know why I, I don't sometimes, you know? Um, some of it's been just unpacking and there's plenty of things to do here, but that can also turn into an excuse, right? Very quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's why I've said like you, you really have inspired me to, to do more. I see you doing these challenges or doing different things on, on social media or when we chat, you know, um, kind of talking about life and it's, it's admirable. It's awesome. It's really cool. Um, and whether it's because of your uncertainty with your future or not, it's awesome, um, and yeah. and it's really cool. And I, I, you know, you hear all sorts of stories about, you know, when people, older people, and asking them, what would you tell, you know, younger people? And it's it's always around the same things, you know, go and do things and experience the world and uh, don't let money get in the way and. Um, you know, don't work too much and take care of your family. And it's, it, you hear the same, there's common themes. Right. Um, and I think that I really try to, to hold on to those things and to, to, uh, make those things reality. It's hard. It's really hard, but 
think that those uh, things. Maybe, maybe bottom line, my philosophy for you yeah. a little bit um, about, you know, some days, majority of days are just days. You mm-hmm. know? Some days are, they just suck. They just, yeah. you know, either people provide so much suckage that, you know, you can <laughs> hardly breathe or they just, it's just, you know, a bad day, yeah. whatever. You wake up, you know, and uh, so, but every so often, you know, and I'm getting them more and more as I venture out to the world because I've had social anxiety and and afraid to get out. And um, that's kind of been rounded, especially recently, but it's still hard some days to get out. Once I'm out, I'm wonderful. I'm good. I can do whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so some days... You know, you're riding along, just life, excuse me, and you experience a wow. I mean, just like you're at the top of that roller coaster, and you know, the view is just like so cool, and mm-hmm. you have this wow. Yeah. You know, and that's why when I go down to Indy with these two friends of mine that used to live here, you know, we do wow things. We go walk around. I mean, it's just silly stuff. Not a lot of money spent, but we went into this amazing wine alcohol store, and it was just like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. Know, or, and it's just, it wasn't the, the store, but I was experiencing this with my friends. Right. And, and, uh, but, and so then I ride that wow, those three or four days of wow for a while, you know, and yeah. it carries me through until the next wow. Sure. But life just is hard. Yeah, it's, you it know, is, but it's simple. It but is. We make we make it hard. We do. But when you get those wows, man, you gotta. You know that's why I love the word. You know, I always use the hashtag making memories. Sure. You know, because that's you know that's priceless to me. Yeah. So you know, life is hard, but you know, and there's suckage out there, and you know, but those wows, gosh dang. <laughs> yeah you know well they're so. they're important they're important like they're important to experience and those yeah. challenges for sure we so here's went a, down here's my ch- go, go ahead i'm gonna challenge you for something yeah i don't care how big or small it is okay then from now till next week do five new things now i'm writing it down now until okay. next now week starting tomorrow a week from friday do five new things or if you want to try and do one new thing every day whether it's walking whether it's making something for your neighbor in the condos just saying hey we're here whether it's you know whatever yeah all right deal um and i'm going to i'm going to hold myself accountable i will share those on uh, on social media. So maybe I'll Fantastic. do is like, uh, my story or I don't know, maybe I'll just post them on Instagram and share them on all the different social media things, but I will, uh, hold myself accountable for those. So perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for that challenge. Yeah. You're welcome. We went down this little, uh, path here because we were talking about our family being caregivers and just taking care of people. Um, you know, you mentioned it with grandma, my grandma, Della, um, and kind of, 
you know, just our family in general, what other things would you say um, that you look at our family and, and see as things that just kind of are passed down or just very much a part of who, who our family is? The ability to laugh. The ability to laugh. The ability to laugh is enormously important. To have fun, a, a sense of play, a sense of joy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just when I was your grandmother, oh my goodness. You know, it's just like we just have these little sayings or looks and, and it's just, <laughs> and our family all does it. Yeah. You know, and the more, you know, it's just the ability to laugh. Yeah. You know, whether it's, I remember, maybe it's right after grandmother died, I'm not quite sure, but we were going to, and we were out to eat somewhere, and it was in the bottom floor, it was like two floors up to the parking area, and we were about to go into an elevator, knowing that your grandmother is so claustrophobic. Yeah, very much. I mean, crazy claustrophobic. Uh-huh. And we sat there and laughed, and half the women nearly peed their pants <laughs> before before we finally let your mother, your grandmother, walk up the stairs. Uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just. There are so many times that I've been with, you know, your mom, your grandmother, my mom, Kathy, you know, uh, grandma. All of us together, <clears throat> where three fourths of people are peeing their pants. And <laughs> it's just, you know, it, it's it, so it's true. Yeah. Uh, my dad and I were talking about um, stories—a story about my grandma too—and we both yeah. have similar stories. But she always had an uncanny ability to make people laugh at at like oh funerals. My. Yeah. Or like. Oh, and, in serious places. Yeah, in serious places where you couldn't laugh, and. Just the like her uncanny ability to make people laugh in those those moments when you shouldn't necessarily isn't socially acceptable to laugh. Um, oh, see, that was my mom because once the grandkids started coming along, she would we'd be standing around saying prayer or something with everybody, you know, twenty people, yeah, Mormons, you know. Anyway, and her thing it'd make my brothers mad, my dad so mad, but would get the grandkids <laughs> to start laughing during prayer. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it was just, so it was silliness and crazy and yep. just, and then I would just die laughing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then mom, you know, after having five kids, would cross her legs and say, I can't, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's just, yeah, the whole family's like that. So. Yeah, we really have been. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else? Is there anything else you could think of? So, care, caring loving others or helping others i don't know how to like put that into words but um and then laughter i would agree i think that yeah. we've always grandma mom you um just everybody in our family's got great laughs right yeah and, and we don't hold back i mean nope. we just baha you know yeah <laughs> but, uh, well you know the thing that you know, it comes with great joy, it comes with great tenderness. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, we, sometimes I have a hard, difficult time going out in public around the holidays because I see people who are, you know, and your, your grandma's like this as well, see people who are mean 
and I just want to fix everything. Yeah. It's genetics, you know, like what we were talking about before. And uh, to see somebody in need and or an animal hurt or mm-hmm. something of that nature, it's it's pretty difficult. And yeah. so when you have great joy, you also have great tenderness. Yeah, we're we're feelers. We feel things very much. Right. Uh, very right. empathetic. Very. Yeah, feelers. I yes. I was journaling a little bit the other day. Um, one of my like favorite things to do in my spare time, <laughs> or like before bed, is to watch like the the like talent videos, like America's Got Talent, uh, right. Global Talent, whatever those things mm-hmm. are. Honestly, it's whichever one has Simon Cowell in it. As long as he's in yeah. it, I I don't really care. Um, yeah. I just think he's a really good man actually i know he's very blunt and and uh honest with some people but i like the success stories when you see these people i i i probably cried every day this week because i've watched these videos a lot but um i watch these videos and to see people's dreams come true you know people have put so much of their time their their life their energy or have these special moments that they've shared with loved ones that have passed away and finally they're They're like doing what they've asked them to do or told them they should. Yeah. Um, but watching people's dreams come true, it, nothing will touch my heart and make me sob like a baby than watching people's yeah. dreams come true. And yeah. I, I feel that. I see that. And for me, that is um, something that is a goal of mine, is uh, one of the goals – that is going to be incorporated into the future of Crazy Face Uno is, um, you know, whether it's inspiring others to do good and make a difference, but I think that that making people's dreams come true falls and fits underneath those two things. And yeah. uh, that's something that I really want to do. And yeah. unfortunately, right now, everything, you know, financially, that's not an option, but um, that's going to be a goal I'm going to work towards. Uh, with, with this project that I have. And so all of you out there, if you, uh, if you know any people that would like to contribute or be a sponsored by crazy face, Uno or sponsor crazy face, Uno, um, let me know. Cause I've got big, big ideas and, and some big dreams and I've got to get to work and put in some of those, uh, some of the background and the backside stuff. But, um, that's a, that's a dream. That's a hope. So, I, and so it's just funny that you had mentioned that because I feel like that's very much something that wanna, I am. Sounds like you want to create those golden buzzer moments. And, yeah, know. in some ways. Yeah. I mean, or it's even the, you know, seeing people in need on the holidays or whatever it sure. is, you know. It's yeah. it's those moments where um, I just, the, the surprise, the shock, the I want to see people... A lot of the, the a couple of the buzzwords that have come out um, with talking with friends in the last you know month or so has been with Crazy Face Uno is positivity um, right. and being positive because there's so much shit in this world and so much shit right. that gets thrown in our face every single day um, right. that I just I don't I don't want to be a part of it. I've got enough of my own shit that I'm dealing with that I don't need other right. people's put on to me. And yeah. so I want to give positivity. I want things to be positive. I want, I want to help someone. I want to tell a story. I want to have a conversation with the people that I care about and love and, um, 
you know, whatever, whoever the people that I choose to have conversation with. And I want that conversation to lead to something positive, to something good and, and to be uplifting to someone. And I would love that. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I want to create those. Way. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'm very proud of you because, uh, you taking this giant leap. It's a risk Yeah. because, uh, you know, you could fall on your face, but at this point you're not, you know, and, yeah. and I don't think that you will because you have that passion, you have that drive and you have desire. Thank you. You know, so, and that energy that you have, oh my goodness, if you could bottle that, put it in a pill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's really good for me to hear those things. And so thank you. I, I do get discouraged, and sometimes it's my own lack of direction. I don't know where things are headed sometimes, and um, my life has been a little bit of a whirlwind in the last, you know, month, and so it's been uh, hard for me to really dedicate the time that's needed to this to to really see it flourish the way I want it to. Um, yeah. And so it's always taking a deep breath and blowing that BS out and. Just right. moving on and, and keep on chugging along. and I mean, it's simply this conversation that we're having. Um, I've been, you know, I've reached out to several people. And sometimes because of this last week and couple of weeks, I haven't been very diligent about setting up my podcasts and planning things out. And I've started to get a little bit better at that. Uh, I started reaching out to people and kind of laying the groundwork for the next, you know, month a little bit. But. Um, you are someone that I've wanted to have a conversation with. I, I really focused in the beginning on people that were in my geological location in St. Paul, Minnesota, and um, that I could do in-person conversations with because I knew that there was going to be this time that I was going to have a big uh, bunch of time Thank that I you. needed. Yeah, time yeah. that I was going to be on the phone, and you're <laughs> one, one of the people at the top of my list that I was uh, – looking at and i'm very happy to have you on here today i didn't know who i was going to have on for tomorrow um and for for friday and it was uh i was happy that we were able to make things work so thank you uh, oh, i love you shane you're my guy you know and yeah you're you know you're one of the people i love to chat with and we both inspire each other i think you know so yeah yeah it's crazy enough we think a little bit alike so <laughs> we do we're a yeah. lot more alike than uh we ever knew so yeah that's a good thing yeah yeah but uh yeah it's an honor to be that you trust me enough to to do this so thank you yeah absolutely i don't want to end things quite yet if that's okay with you oh no, that's fine yeah um i would love to maybe just pick your brain a little bit more about our family and um okay. maybe just tell a little more a few more stories and we'll go from there Let's see. Well, um, I remember, gosh, your mom and I must have been, I don't know, small enough to see your grandma's house has changed a little bit. She yeah. had that back room on, but there were these kind of concrete stairs going down the backside. Yeah. And With the little, uh, the little back porch area yeah, before they built it yeah. on. Yep. So your mom and I were small enough to both sit on the stairs. And your Aunt Della had, like, 
giving us things to make mud pies, and we were just <laughs> making them. And you know, and Diane and I talk about your mom. And I talk about this quite often and joke about it. But and just your grandma, I remember her opening up the door, just laughing and checking on us, and we were just serious as can be, just two little cousins, best friends, making <laughs> mud pies. And, but <laughs> when our family would come back for holidays or summer or something, um, we'd stay up, you know, at Grandma's house. And yeah. I always had the intention and wanted to sleep at, at with Diane and you know, at their house, which was just, what, not even a quarter of a mile away. Yeah, pretty close by. <laughs> just up the hill. And, yeah. Uh, and I, I'd get, it'd be, get so quiet and I'd get scared. And mm-hmm. they, they, either my mom or dad would come and get me from grandma and grandpa's house to your house to Della's house and take me back to grandma's house or whatever. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Della was just teasing me about that the other day. So yeah, I was just always so scared. So, but anyway, yeah. And, but I've never married and never had kids. But yeah. I just, your mom grandma your grandma told me this a couple of years ago i didn't know she said that one time we were back we were visiting from utah and we were walking from della's house at della's house to grandma's house me diane my mom and and della and um diane was talking about all well, you know when i get married and and talking and stuff and i said i'm never getting married if you know much about the Mormon <laughs> culture, <laughs> yeah, you know that's expected. Yep, you know, and and to have large families. Well, so I said, you know, ten, eleven, twelve years old, I'm never getting married. Yeah, and I guess my mom said, "Oh, yes, you are." Yeah. <laughs> and started laughing and saying, "Well, she doesn't have to, does she?" Well, that so, sounds just like her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So apparently, you know, I. I, you know, I've been engaged a couple times, but just never, uh, you know, I'm, I just have such a good, I've flown all over the country and Alaska yeah. by myself. I went to Alaska by myself one time and, yeah. and Florida by myself and, I, you know, LA and just, you know, just go and, and do and play and have a good old time. But, um, so what do you think, kinda... <laughs> what do you think that like your, um, you know, just being single or, you know, not being married growing up, what do you think that that has allowed you to, to do? I know you kind of mentioned that you've, you've done, gone and done these things, but um, what has that freedom allowed you to do that maybe you wouldn't have been able to do? Obviously, there's a few little pieces with this, with the Mormon church and in in, in that part of your life um, at that time. Um, but, like, what do you think that that has allowed you to do by not being married? Well, so let's go back to the religion part for a moment. Sure. So the Mormon church, you know, is very patriarchal and and, uh, and family, you know, based. And some of this is very good, but um, much of it is not. It's, yeah. In my opinion, it's fundamentally based on falsehood and has become one of the largest cults in the world and yeah. uh, brings in uh, in excess of $32 billion a year. And wow. So then that's their portfolio is stocked in Coca-Cola. Um, uh, anyway. Wow. Uh, pharmaceutical companies and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Um, but so when you, you go to church, you know, sit with your family, and then when you turn 18, um, in Utah, in the West, they have these, they're called, they used to have, they may still have, um, what's called singles wards, where young men and women, you know, go to the same church, and it's a congregation, and they have a bishop and everything like that, same structure, but if you're still single at 27, you have to go back to your home ward or family-based ward. A ward is a congregation. Okay. So, um, so I remember sitting in this congregation and watching this one gal. I can't remember her name. Anyway, she was so depressed, and I just watching her get up and move and and teach and. Whatnot. She was so depressed because she wasn't married, and she found her her power yeah. in her confidence in being married. And she, you know, she thinks that's where it lied: her self worth and being married yeah. to having somebody say that you're valued because I choose you. Mm. So I sat there. And I, I I was. I said, if I'm not married by 25, I'm moving on. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not sitting around waiting for anybody. Yeah. You know, I got my education, you know, two or three degrees. Um, uh, I, it taught me independence, but that's a blessing and a curse too, Shane. Yeah. Because, you know, when you have so much independence, it's hard to let people in. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Yeah. It creates so, a, you're not dependent on anyone and that can come across for other people as not being needed or worth or value. And, um, yeah, I can, I can see how that can have an effect. (laughs) Right. So it gave me a lot of opportunities, but you know, to go and do whatever I wanted, but there's also some, you know, some things missing Mm. because, um, when I did leave the church, um, had I had children, yeah. Um, I would not have been as let go as easily or shunned yeah. as easily. You know, so, because um, that's, you know, it's easier to shun, you know, a sister or, or, you know, something who does not have an emotional, t- you know, you don't have a little ones or bigger right. people to join in. So, um, but I, you know, I wouldn't change that. But and I, it allowed me to get in a little bit of trouble too. Sure. You know, so, <laughs> so you know, although I had some great times, you know, then you know, sometimes when you're not doing so well, you you tend to, you know, not look after yourself. And so right. I, so I was injured on the job at Sam's Club, and I was working two full-time jobs at the time, and I was in near Salt Lake City, and. Something crushed my hand, and a 50-pound box of ice melt crushed my hand, and it turned into a nerve disease, and a rare run, and I had to end up going to Denver for surgeries and whatnot, but the doctor in Salt Lake put me on multiple narcotics at once, Mm. 12, 13 narcotics, even a fentanyl patch, methadone, that kind of thing, and I never abused it. I took it how I was supposed to. That you know, I was there were places you know within the family I was not welcome because yeah. I was just I was out of it. Right. And uh, I mean, you know, so even you know, 
coming back on vacation, you know, your your grandmother wanted to check with my sister to make sure that I really was doing better. Yeah. And um, so those kind of things are a little bit embarrassing, you know, because had I had a spouse or somebody, maybe right. they would have helped me get away from that. Yeah. But I ended up. Or at least advocate for you, you know. There, you, that's a great word. Yeah, because yeah, there was nobody to advocate for me. Everybody just got mad at me. Yeah. And didn't understand and thought that I was, you know, doing whatever. Abusing. But my body, yeah. Right. But my body had become addicted. Of course. And yeah, and uh, finally I said I've had enough, and the uh, workers' comp had to put me into. Uh, medical detox for about 12 days yeah and uh, pay for that but so being on your own is a good thing and can and can do a lot of things but like you said it's a perfect word Shane is advocate yeah he's going to advocate for you yeah and I mean even just be there to support you through those moments you know um that's that was that's a story I've not heard. That's a that's a lot to go through and a lot to experience on your own. It nearly killed me. It yeah. nearly killed me. I'm you know five nine and got down to about one hundred and thirty two pounds and yeah um, and yeah it's just it was and people didn't understand. I didn't understand. I didn't understand what people still was about. You know, and I mm-hmm. thought I was just. Anyway, so those were a lot of hard years, probably about six or seven of them. Yeah. So, so pain medicine to this day still scares me. You know, sure. I've, you know, so, but it's a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, so, but, you know, I, if I was not single, I could not have picked up and left Utah. Yeah. In fact, the last guy I was engaged to, he, uh, he, uh, he was very religious and I, well, he wanted to marry me, and I said no because I could not conform to that religion. And within a year, I was back here. Yeah. So, and I, you know, so good things. You know, I, I've done so much, and right now I'm doing so many fun and wonderful things that uh, I don't know. I'm just, I feel, uh, you know, tomorrow I'm going to get depressed somehow. Just yeah. wait and see. Because right now I'm going, yeah, the world's good. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm gonna to wake up and say, "Ah, somebody's gonna provide suckage, and yeah. I'll get stuck in the suck." And <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, we're gonna breathe that away. We're gonna push that yeah, all out of here. I'm no way. Kidding. Let's push I'm that kidding. up. But yeah. no, I understand what you're saying. That that's really cool. And I mean, in since you've moved to Peru, just your you can see your independence shine through, and that you that you do have that strong independence, um, you make decisions on your own and good and good ones. Exactly. And, and like I've seen you go from when you first moved here to kind of just regaining your footing in the city and in Peru and to, you know, joining these different groups and meeting new people and to now running for city council, which is, at large, sorry, city council at large. That's right? okay. I keep I keep leaving <laughs> yeah. that part. I was like, dang it, what is that one phrase? Yeah, yeah no, at um, large. no, that's okay. And I think that's so cool. Um, and then just the different things that you're a part of and uh, that you're doing, I think, is really cool as well. So, yeah, 
Well, I've, I've gotten outside of myself and, you know, with the help of family and, you know, some family, mostly our side of the family. Yeah. And, uh, and great friends, the people here in, in this beautiful city. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I, I can't say enough goodness. Yeah. It's just, it's a wonderful community and especially with a couple of things that have happened recently, everybody pulled in to help us. Uh, it's just, if you understand community, you know, there's uh, an elderly lady who, you know, was in a peace relations marriage and, yeah. and she's in a safe location now, but everybody pulled together. People bought beds and people donated bed frames and everything for this sweetheart. Yeah. And, uh, so she's she's found a soft place to land and a safe place to land, and cool. uh, where that is, you know, we don't need to talk about. Yeah. But this community is just is just every time I think I figure out this area, I there's a new level, a new love, a new deeper deeper part of it. So, yeah. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's the. I read read a book or I listened to a book on my drive down. It's called The Art of Asking. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. It's it wasn't as personally it wasn't as good as I was hoping, but it right. I can tell you that I say that and I'm talking about it now, so it clearly yeah. has had a has has had an impact on me, but um, it's something that I've continually like I challenge myself with because I am a people pleaser and I don't want to put people out. I don't want to like inconvenience people. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I just avoid asking people for things just because I don't want to them to tell me no or them to be put out or, you know, whatever that might be. Um, so it's challenged me in that way of, of, you know, asking. And when there is a need, just being, you know, Asking for those things. I've seen that with different jobs and different things that we've, mm-hmm. you know, I've been a part of. Um, and it's amazing what you can accomplish and what can be done when you simply ask. And just because someone, one person might say no, doesn't mean that you stop asking. It means you ask somebody else and you continue to ask. And, and if you're relentless in that pursuit, things will happen and things will continue to, you know, play out and be, um, come together in the way that you want them to. And I think that, um, just simply asking and not taking a a no as the final no, um, and just to continue to, to ask and, and to go different directions, I think is really something that I'm trying to implement into my life. Well, you know, we have to give, to build a, if you ever want to have a, if you want to increase the level of a relationship or the intimacy of a relationship, yeah, you, you need to let people help. It's yeah. kind of like that one Christmas when I couldn't get to the, to celebrate with, or New Year's or something, I yeah. couldn't get over to celebrate, you came to my house and sat yeah. on the couch and I was laying down and you and Dana came over and, yep. and, uh, you know, and, you know, we have to ask for help. And that's what my, two of my best friends did is they allowed, they taught me to ask for help. And yep. they, they, you know, and that's what this 
bottom line, that's what this community has done for me. Right. Is they've made me feel lovable and vulnerable, and yeah. and we have to, you know, we have to be confident and vulnerable at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's quite a dichotomy, but uh, yeah. Well, and it's funny because I I want people to ask me for help, you know. Right. But I don't want to ask other people for help. So, and that's selfish. Yeah. In a way. It, in a way. You're right. Yeah. It is. And it's really interesting to think. And that's something that, you know, I've, throughout this moving process, I've <laughs> have to, had to kind of unpack a little bit and try to figure out. And I don't have a lot of answers, but um, it's something that I've recognized. And it's definitely something that I have to work on. Well, we all do, because that's tough. Asking for help is, is when you, you you put yourself out there and you're most vulnerable. Yeah. And I don't like that. <laughs> I don't either. Because <laughs> you know, you know, you're a landslide. Yeah. you got the armor on. Oh, yeah. You're on the horse. Well, something. Catch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I love you, my friend. Um, my guy, my do, you, do you have anything you would like to leave us with i think we'll wrap things up just go do it yeah just go live life you know you've got this one life mm-hmm. you know and just everybody go do it do a thing do a new thing something small every day or try a new food every week or yeah you know you can i mean you can just go to that Seven Elevens or whatever, and try a new thing. Dare yeah. to eat that damn hot dog, you know? Or, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, just do it. Go do it. Live this life. You know, it's just it's good. It's good stuff. Help help somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. You know, love one another. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you. And so I'm. I mean, on that same vein, I'm going to be doing at least five things this next week. Um, that are new. So I'm going to explore and I'm going to be sharing those experiences. I already got Saturdays planned out, so Perfect. that's cheating. Hey, t- but Tomorrow night, that's okay. That's a new thing, though. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's not cheating at all. Tomorrow <laughs> night, I'm going to my first Peru High School football game. Ooh, so. nice. Yeah, so yeah, go out and support the local Peru Tigers. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very yeah. much. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast with me, Kathleen. It's been an honor. It's been a privilege. Uh, Don't forget, everybody out there, do good. Make a difference. Um, Do something extra this week. Be be adventurous. Go try something new. Tag Crazy Face Uno if you do. Um, I'm going to be posting my pictures and, and my experiences as well. And uh, again, thank you so much, Kathleen. I love you so much, and I appreciate you being on a podcast with me. I love you, Shane. Love you too. Love you guys. Peace.